<laughs> Do you know what? The game kind of sucks. It kind of sucks my balls. Mario protects me because he wants to sex me. My heart was hurting. I was like, oh my God, don't let me have a heart attack on Christmas Day. That's the last thing I need. Your power pack supply bigger than Nintendo Wii. I never should have let that disc in my PlayStation. Never. Never should have let that disc in my console. The game was just awful. It was just four, it, four discs of tat. Four discs of absolute tat. When you look at Mario Galaxy, it looks brilliant. Fantastic. Mario actually has individual fingers that move. So why is his fist in Mario Kart Wii just an octagonal white polygon that's glued to the steering wheel? We gon' praise Shigeru and Miyamoto and we gon' praise we up in here today. You gotta do it, you gotta. Gotham City doesn't need me. What does this idiot go and do? He tries to run in front of my car. I literally, I saw him standing in the road. I blinked, he's all over my windscreen. I've heard boo you what? I'm black. You ain't allowed to say nigga dog. That's racist. Why don't you get a brand new Forget about the PS3. There's a point in the world where she ends up in your party and she goes by the name Ping. Um, which I don't know. Some some of you Chinese people out there might find that offensive. I thought it was pretty wrong. <laughs> I laugh, but I thought that's a pretty wrong. Ping. Ping. You are now listening to the Random Rambles of Jay. Number 23. You are currently listening to the Random Rambles of Jay for the week beginning December 13th, 2010. Why, hello there. I am your local neighborhood podcaster, Jay, back with a podcast, the second podcast of 2010. How pitiful is that? For those of you who have been listening to my podcasts for a good while, hello, it is good to be back on the microphone. I hope you still love me. <laughs> And to my new listeners, hello, my name is Jay, and I hope that you enjoy this upcoming podcast. Ah, there's, on on one hand, I feel there's so much to tell you, and on the other hand, I feel like I've actually got nothing to say. But, as usual, in true Jay fashion, I managed to take nothing and talk about it for a solid hour and a half. So we'll just see how this goes. I am going to jump straight in with the segment where I gas on about what has been going on 
in my life. Something quite cool and quirky which happened to me a couple of weeks ago was that I was chatted up by a gamer and this brought on two things. The first was that I forgot that gamers date and that gamers have relationships. I have no idea why, especially because I'm a gamer, I date have been in relationships and I have friends who likewise have dated, been in relationships. So I'm not quite sure why I was so shocked that I was being chatted up by a fellow gamer. I guess it's because the stigma which is attached to gaming is so strong that not only do non-gamers believe in that stigma and project it strongly but gamers do to other gamers as well and it it was really it was quite it was really strange it was very eye-opening I was shocked that this person was chatting me up actually it wasn't here's another twist as well it was a guy that was chatting me up as well I don't know why I was shocked that he was a gamer when he's just like me he's a guy clearly with a social life who has had relationships and so have I yet I was shocked even though I was pretty much looking at myself I've never been out with a gamer before I've never been chatted up by a gamer before so um this was quite new this was quite cool this was quite cool it would actually be interesting if something happened between us it would be I think it would actually be quite fun to go out with a gamer my gaming has always been something I've had to downplay in relationships I've had in the past just because I don't ever want anyone to think that my whole life is just sitting in front of a console for 24 hours and wasting my life away because as soon as you mention that you're a gamer and you own consoles that's what people think in their head Break. Oh.
on me through the night Cheats and secret cop out Unlock the balls and mouth My friend goes and match me Your life I am now taken Flaming non-stop hey, hey. I'm your favorite game Want you to make me feel Like I'm the only game in the world Like I'm the only one that you never whole stigma thing I was talking about so I've always downplayed how much I like games in relationships I've had in the past and I, I don't really like doing it because gaming is a part of who I am to be with someone who likes games as much as you you wouldn't have to hide that you could just hit them with how much you like games so um it was it was quite nice to meet a fellow gamer and um it helps the guys quite cool and that he's good looking too but that was something that happened to me and I said that this whole thing involved two things the first was um what was the first thing my mind's going blank oh the first thing I, I think the first thing was to do with the video game stigma thingy and the second is that this guy works at game. Now, he fancies me, he works at game, I like games, so I gave him my number because I want discount on games, damn it. It's coming up to Christmas, I am running out of money. Any discount I can get on games, I will be grateful. The only thing I'm a bit wary of is that I'm wondering how long I will be able to get away with using his discount at game without actually having to have sex with him. <laughs> because that's... No, that that's just... No, I mean, like I said, he's a good-looking guy. He's a cool guy. But I really do not want to have to f*** for my games. No... No, I, I don't want my playthroughs of Super Mario Galaxy 2 being tainted by the fact I had to f*** to get 30% off of it. Super Mario Galaxy 2, please. Ooh. Uh, uh. No, uh, no, no. It would be different if we were in a relationship, but to just know that I'm sexing him for the discount that's that's a no-no i will never do that uh, I know, I know. <coughs> excuse me i know they should say oh my god i can't talk i know they say you should never say never but i 
I I will never ever just sex a guy for discount on games. I'm not that desperate for the discount. I'm sorry. So um, yeah, that that's something cool which happened to me. I got chatted up by a gamer, and what's another thing? Christmas is around the corner, and this year I'm really, 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 really looking forward to Christmas. Because I'm going to be spending it alone. Now, some of you may be thinking, how the hell can you spend Christmas alone? What is that to look forward to? But for over 20 years, I've been um, doing the very generic Christmas thing with family. So for me, it's very nice to buck the trend for a year and spend it alone. I ended up fobbing off various family members with excuses as to why I was not going to be able to join them for Christmas I never once told them that I was going to be spending it alone because then they'd definitely be like no no you're coming to ours for Christmas we're, we're doing this Christmas thing and I would not be able to get out of it so I, I told certain family members I was spending it with other family members and then told other family members I was spending it with the other family members when the reality is I will be spending Christmas at home alone and I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be really nice to um, cook for myself. I've never cooked a Christmas dinner before. I've never cooked a turkey before. I've cooked roast dinners, so I'm assuming it's a similar thing. Um, So that's going to be really fun, making really, really big Christmas dinner for myself and any friends and family who may want to visit me on Boxing Day or later on Christmas Day. It may sound really, really strange, but I'm really looking forward to it. I've always been the kind of person who has never been afraid of enjoying their own company. And that's not to say that I don't like spending time with people, because I do. I love spending time with family, friends and people who I love and admire. But I also love having time to myself and... I'm really looking forward to the prospect of spending a Christmas where I've not got to sit there and do the whole Christmas thing with family. I love my family, I love my friends, but I am really, really looking forward to just spending Christmas alone this year. And it may suck, but I can't see how it will when I get to do what the hell I like for Christmas. And... It's actually quite nice because Chris, I've got Christmas off this year and Christmas also falls on a weekend. So I get to just spend the whole Christmas weekend doing nothing. Just me, myself and I and Christmas. And I'm really looking forward to it. So I will let you know how my solo Christmas goes in my New Year podcast. And what else is there? It snowed a few weeks ago. It snowed. And it was crap because not only did it snow... But London did not grind to a complete halt as it did when it snowed in December last year, which was really awful. The roads weren't gritted, the pavements weren't gritted, London transport shut down. Whereas this year, not only was it crap because it snowed and it meant you couldn't really go anywhere, but you were forced to go places and go to work because London transport was still running. It was it was running in a severely delayed form, but it was still running. So no one had any excuse not to go into work, and I think that's what made it worse. It was like, yay, it's snowing. Oh, I've still got to go into work, and I've got no excuse because the buses and the trains are still running. 
I'm not. I've not really been reading on the weather forecasts much, so I have no idea whether it plans to snow again nearer to Christmas. It would be nice if it did. It'd be nice to have a white Christmas. Actually, that would be really, really cool for me to wake up on my own on Christmas and look out the window and see snow. Oh, that would be so picturesque. And that pretty much wraps up what has been going on in my life. My life is pretty boring. I'd like to think that 2011 will make it a bit more interesting. That would be nice. Hmm. So there you have it. Over the past six months, I've been looking forward to spending Christmas alone and I was chatted up by a gamer, a gay gamer, who is able to get discount at game. Booyah! Was there a game that you thought you'd like and you decided to buy it? Then you got home to play it and realised it was shit. Let's talk about it. Now, Sonic the Hedgehog 4 was a big deal because it was almost like I want to say the reinvention of Sonic or a probably more appropriate term would be Sonic going back to his 2D roots as many of us or as all of us full well know Sega have been raping Sonic in his console outings only on the handheld Sonic releases have the games not sucked and even though it took 10 years for Sega to realise that, eventually they did and they popped out Sonic the Hedgehog 4, which they thought would fix everything and be amazing and restore the status quo of Sonic being a decent platformer. Again, wrong. Wrong. Bleh. Sonic the Hedgehog 4 is boring as hell and I will tell you why. The problem that I had with Sonic the Hedgehog 4 was that at no time when I was playing in the game did I feel like I was having fun. I felt like I just wanted to get to the end of the game so I could just draw a line under it and stop playing it. My incentive for playing the game was never because I was having so much fun, because I couldn't wait to see the next zone, or I can't wait to see the bonus stage so I can try and acquire a Chaos Emerald. It was just a case of, I want this game over and done with, so I will not have to play this fest again. And as much as I disliked Sonic Adventure 1, Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Heroes, Sonic and the Secret Ring or whatever that crap was called on Wii, there were moments in those games where I did have fun and... I wanted to see the next zone and what Sonic Team would bring to the table 
as I progress through the game. Whereas with Sonic the Hedgehog 4, I never once felt that. And obviously that's a real problem because a Sonic game should be fun. And I didn't feel Sonic the Hedgehog 4 was. I think on paper, I feel that Sega probably felt that by making the game 2D, by making the zones re resemble some of the classic zones from the Mega Drive Sonic games, and by making the soundtrack old school, that it would immediately fix all of the problems and the shortcomings which were evident in Sonic's 3D outings on console. But it doesn't work like that, because even though Sega managed to do the right things on paper or so they thought the game isn't fun and that magic and that essence that made Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, 3 CD and Sonic and Knuckles so much fun that core element is completely missing from Sonic the Hedgehog 4 there isn't even really a sense of nostalgia from Sonic the Hedgehog 4 even though Sega really do try to play on it a great deal with the music, the look of the stages, and also some of the bosses, which Mega Drive fans will definitely recognise from some of the classic Sonic games. And another thing with Sonic the Hedgehog 4 is that I feel that Sega didn't even have enough faith in delivering a good Sonic game themselves to the point where they only released Episode 1 as opposed to a fully-fledged Sonic the Hedgehog 4 title, and that speaks volumes. There are some really, there are aspects of Son Sonic the Hedgehog 4 which I do like. The graphics look great, I really love the style they went for for the game. It looks very clean, very sharp, very colourful. It looks how a Sonic game should look. But then again, I, I think it's fair to say that Sega have never messed up when it comes to the look of a Sonic game. As crap as some of the Sonic games are, they always look brilliant and they always sound great. Sonic the Hedgehog 4 has a really cool soundtrack. It's not the most memorable soundtrack, but I do admire what Sega did with it with the whole 8-bit classic sound. Splash Hill Zone, the song that's playing in the background now, is probably one of my favourites. Really great song. But on the whole, Sonic the Hedgehog 4 doesn't feel fun. I don't think it does a great job of bridging the gap between the 3D Sonic games that we've had shoved down our throats for the past 10 years and the Mega Drive classics and at the same time it doesn't feel like Sega have a handle on what it is that made the Mega Drive classics so good as opposed to say Nintendo with New Super Mario Brothers. That was a game where Nintendo, Nintendo was so on the ball of what fans wanted from a 2D Mario game and they absolutely nailed it. Um, New Super Mario Brothers on the DS, it's not my favourite Mario Brothers game but I feel that Nintendo did everything right with it in their mission to really try and throw it back to the classics and also reintroduce Mario to people who perhaps do not remember it from the NES and the SNES days and they did a fantastic job of that and I feel like Sega tried to do the same thing with Sonic the Hedgehog 4 but they just failed, they just failed. The game is boring, the game is crap, save your money for the Gems collection or the Sonic collection which features Sonic 
and his games when they were actually brilliant games that could rival Super Mario's. Download the demo of Sonic the Hedgehog 4 if you must. The game doesn't extend a great deal beyond the demo anyway. Um, that's all I can say. Sonic fail. Sonic fail. If you'd like to email me, you can at randomjmail at gmail.com. You can also tweet me at underscore randomj underscore. That is underscore randomj underscore. Not the most memorable Twitter username I know, but some imposter bastard already went and stole Random J. So there you go. If you would like to subscribe to my podcast or go back and download previous episodes, you can as my podcast is now available on iTunes. If you just search Random J or be very specific and search for the Random Rambles of J, I will be the one and only podcast which shows up. I really have not been playing a great deal of games over the past six months at all. I don't know. I, I know in every podcast I've done so far, I've always mentioned how um, I go through phases with my gaming. There are times when I'm playing games non-stop and then there are periods where I'm just not playing anything. And the past six months or the past five months has definitely been a dry spell, the driest of spells when it comes to my gaming or my lack of. It's it's really sad. I think the last game I actually played to death and went full throttle with was Final Fantasy XIII for the 360, which, which is sad really because I'm not sure what you do in that game can even constitute as gaming when you're just pushing forward and A, forward and A, forward and A. And the most action you get out of that game is through changing the discs. But that was probably the last game I kind of threw myself into, Final Fantasy XIII, and it wasn't even worth it. But I'm really, really fortunate this year because... I've got a lot of time off over Christmas and the new year. So with that and also me having my man, my boo, (laughs) working at game, I'm actually going to be getting it in with the gaming this year, definitely, or the tail end of this year. So my man at game will be getting a text a Christmas text list of games which I want some discount on and I think I'm going to go for one console not one console one game per system and funnily enough I actually want two for the Wii this may actually mark the first time I've played my Wii all year if I manage to get these games for Christmas and actually play them so um Come December 24th and the 25th, I shall be busting out the pledge and dusting off my Wii because I know it's as dusty as f*** right now. 
So let's run down the games that I want in my Christmas list for this year. First off is Super Mario Galaxy 2. Now, I remember when I first started to see gameplay trailers of this game, I was adamant that I would be getting this game day of release and I did not buy it. Every time I was getting close to buying it, I'd chicken out. Friends of mine were like, oh, the game's great, you should buy it. And there was this one guy on Twitter who kept tweeting me, buy the game, buy the game, is brilliant, just do it. But I never did. And I'm not sure what it is about Super Mario which feels so festive, possibly because he's fat, wears red and has a pot belly. But I really, really am beginning to feel the urge to play Super Mario Galaxy 2 now. I loved Mario Galaxy 1 and I'm a huge fan of Super Mario in general. So um, that is definitely a game which I want to be playing over Christmas and New Year's. And the second game, another Nintendo mascot platformer we know very, very well. Donkey Kong in his Wii platforming debut, Donkey Kong Returns. Now... This was a surprise game for me. I actually had no idea Retro Studios are working on another one of Nintendo's IPs. Retro famously worked on the Metro Prime series, which I absolutely loved, especially Metro Prime 3 Corruption. And so I was surprised when I heard they were working on Donkey Kong Country. It's a complete switch of gears. It's, I mean, obviously Retro are still doing what they did with Metro Prime by reinventing an old IP as such, but... It's a completely different style of game. Reviews for Donkey Kong Returns have been glowing, nothing but praise, and it looks great. So I think I will be picking that up. Actually, I know I want to be, not even I think, I will have that game for Christmas. And I'm a huge fan of Donkey Kong Country. I loved the first game on the SNES was blown away by the graphics and the sound and I'm a bit pissed at Nintendo because they seem to have just done away with so many of the characters which were introduced in Country 1 and Country 2 on the SNES like um, one of my favourite Kong characters is Dixie Kong but after Donkey Kong Country 3 it was like Dixie never existed it was like what happened to the bitch she was in two games And then she just dropped off the face of the planet. She wasn't in Donkey Kong 64. I hated that game. Sorry, I just thought I'd throw that out there. (laughs) I'm going to have to do another podcast where I'll talk more in depth about why I hated Donkey Kong 64. But anyway, Dixie didn't feature in that. Instead, there was some other bitch named Tiny Kong who looked a little like Dixie but wasn't. But at the same time, she looked so much like Dixie, she may as well have been. I I hate when they do that. There were some really cool characters in Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 who I really liked. Candy Kong, um, Funky Kong, I loved Funky. The only Kong member who's managed to survive game after game is Cranky. Yeah, that's my rant. I love Dixie Kong. I really, really hope Nintendo bring her back. But to meander my way back to the point I was making, I really, really do want Donkey Kong returns because the game looks great looks amazing it looks like retro went more back to the roots of the original donkey kong country and not so much country 2 and 3 which 
I liked Donkey Kong Two. I, I liked Donkey Kong Country Two and Three, but there was something about the first game I really, really preferred. I really liked the um, the dynamic between Donkey Kong and Diddy. The dynamic of Dixie and Diddy worked nicely in the second one, but then in number three they just ruined it with Dixie and Kitty. I couldn't help but think if you're going to throw some lumbersome ape into a Donkey Kong sequel why not just make it Donkey Kong but there you go Donkey Kong returns want I want I need and so that's the Wii sorted and what game would I like for the DS oh the sequel to Hotel Dusk now I loved Hotel Dusk for the DS it was one of those games where when I first saw it I knew I'd like it because I really do like those what kind of game would you call that um a, a mystery game that those ty- these, these types of games do have a a genre term I cannot think of it off the top of my head but I really do like those point and click games that's it the, those kind of point and click adventure games I really really do like them so I was really chuffed to pieces when I saw that Hotel Dusk was a game that would scratch my point and click itch on the DS and it was a brilliant game I loved it I had such a blast playing it and I'm really I wasn't expecting there to be a sequel so I was over the moon when I found out that there was and it featured the same main character Kyle Hyde who I think is an absolute boss he's a boss Kyle is a boss and because Hotel Dusk 2 Oh, what is this? The game isn't even called Hotel Dusk 2. I think it's called Last Window, The Mystery of Cape West. I may have got the the second part wrong, but I know the, the first part's definitely called Last Window. And I'm really looking forward to just jumping back into a point-and-click graphic novel adventure type game. Um, another thing about Hotel Dusk which I really loved is it actually knocked my sleep habits back into normality because I always, again, something I think I've mentioned in past podcasts, if not, I know I've blogged about it non-stop, is that I do have trouble sleeping and my sleeping patterns are absolutely horrendous and I always used to play Hotel Dusk before I went to bed and it was always at like 11, I think, oh, I really want to play Hotel Dusk and I'd play it for like half an hour to an hour And then I start to feel a bit sleepy and I drift off. Good night's sleep. So I'm really hoping that Last Window will do that again for me. Because I need my sleep, my regular pattern sleep. Reviews for the game haven't been that great. Then again, reviews for Hotel Dusk weren't that great. So um, I love the first game. The second would have to be really, really different and really terrible for me to not like it at least half as much as I did the first game so that's definitely a game I want for my DS and for my Xbox what game um jeez I can't really think of one um I know I'm going to be a little bit ostracised by the um early adopters but um I think a game I think I might have to buy for Christmas for my Xbox for my Xbox is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World the game a couple of friends and I had a bit of a gaming night 
and we played through the demo in local four player and the game rocks it is so much fun and the demo is actually really long i think all of us forgot for a second we were actually playing in the demo and not the full unlocked game but the demo is really fun it plays very much like double dragon it's a scrolling beat em up with leveling up aspects and it follows the scott pilgrim versus the world film and comic and ubisoft kind of went for this very throwback retro style kind of somewhere in between ness and snes looking graphics and the music's all chip tuned and as the film does and also the comics there are many tongue-in-cheek references to some very popular games which i won't i won't mention which ones in particular because i don't want to ruin it but as soon as you see them you're like oh that's from such and such and it's done in such a brilliant way that it just makes you laugh my friends and i were hooping and hollering and oh shit did you see that war and giving it all of that as we were playing the game because we just couldn't believe how much fun it was so scott pilgrim versus the world is definitely a game i will be getting for christmas because it's an absolute blast i love it's very it's a very nostalgic game the brilliant thing I love about Scott Pilgrim vs. The World The Game is that it really does have you tap into the memories that you had playing games on the SNES when you were a kid and I just absolutely love that that kind of feel that the game has the The one thing about the game I'm quite disappointed about which I've heard and um, if any of you can clarify this for me I would be forever grateful the game doesn't support online multiplayer if that's the case then I will be a bit upset about that because I know when my friends and I were all playing it we all made a pact like we're all going to buy this game and we are all going to play it online at the same time non-stop and um, then I heard the game doesn't support online multiplayer which seems like a bit of a missed opportunity but we'll see The, the game is still great fun but the icing on the cake would most definitely be if I could play it online with friends most certainly so um that's the green box sorted scott pilgrim versus the world so that's super mario galaxy 2 and donkey kong returns for the wii last window the mystery of cape west for the nintendo ds and for the xbox 360 an xbox live arcade download scott pilgrim versus the world the video game hopefully that should keep me quite occupied throughout christmas and because of the types of games they are I should be able to actually complete them and get through them because I've developed this really horrendous habit of buying games playing them for a bit then not playing them at all for months on end and that is a slippery slope to get on with games because you tend to find that you just don't finish them and that's what I'm like if when I'm playing a game I have to play it every day consistently from start to finish if I hit any point where I stop playing it for more than a week then I'm not going to play it again for months and then the game just sits there and goes uncompleted is that even a word? I don't care and I can name you at least three games I have again one for each system on the Wii there's Zack and Wiki which I bought the week it came out I usually don't go for Zack and Wiki was a game I really liked the look of the reviews were really positive on that game it was just something different and so I picked it up I loved the game I think it's great I think it's awesome but 
I just hit a point where I stopped playing it and that game has just been sat on my shelf for over a year now not been touched on the DS I've got Mario and Luigi 2 Partners in Time again I played that game for a good while I loved it got right into it but then I just stopped playing it and again that was over a year ago a game on the Xbox 360 Mass Effect 1 Mass Effect was a game I'd always heard of but never really followed and I bought Mass Effect off of the recommendation of a friend and nothing else he was like Mass Effect is really really cool you should buy it and so I did and I started playing it I loved it got very invested in all of the characters and the gameplay and then I just stopped playing it Mass Effect gets more attention from me than Mario and Luigi and Zack and Wiki because every couple of months I will stick it on and play it for a bit and then another couple of months will go by where I've not played it at all I'm not playing it whatsoever so um that's another game and it pisses me off I piss myself off because I really really want to play Mass Effect 2 but I can't play that game until I've completed the first and now there's a trailer for Mass Effect 3 which is set in London looks like someone did a helicopter view of London during the student protests but I won't go into that um so th- those are I guess those are three games there that I could play over Christmas but I won't I know I won't I'm in the mood for something new those are three games I don't think I will ever complete Mass Effect there is a chance there is a chance in hell but Mario and Luigi and Zack and Wiki I don't think I will ever complete those now at all so um that's me and my gaming oh there is one game I've got to mention Resident Evil The Mercenaries 3D for the Nintendo 3DS I need to have that game in my life those of you who follow me on Twitter and especially those of you who've added me on Xbox Live know I went through a phase where I was just on Resident Evil 5 Mercenaries non-stop, day in, day out, without fail. I was on that game. It was my life. Double S ranks, every stage, every character, not a damn thing. That was me. To hear that Capcom are doing a whole game just based around the Mercenaries with customizable options lots of stages lots of characters stat tracking multiplayer over wi-fi that's a day of release purchase for me right there i don't play resident evil 5 on the mercenaries anymore because i mean first off nobody really plays resident evil 5 online anymore and second of all resident evil 5 feels very outdated now I mean, Resident Evil 5 felt outdated from day one. The graphics looked amazing, the sound was great, but the way it played felt so archaic and old. And it feels even worse now. I remember not that long ago, I thought to myself, I've not played Resident Evil 5 Mercenaries in a while. Let's just go on for a quick game online, help somebody get a double S rank up in the place. And I remember just playing it thinking, Jeebus, this game feels really crap. And I didn't want to quit the game even though I really wanted to. But the connection got bad. The game ended anyway. I was like, oh, thank God. I hear that Capcom will be tweaking the way the Mercenaries plays on the 3DS. Something I keep hearing about is that characters will be able to move and shoot at the same time. I'm not sure whether this move and shoot thing 
is something which has been misinterpreted from the Japanese press release. When I heard you can move and shoot at the same time, I was thinking about it as you can shoot and play the game on the go, on the move, as in the game is portable, not so much that the actual characters in the game can move while shooting. But I don't know, that's something that's floating around in forums now, is that you will have the ability to move and shoot. If you can, it will completely change the dynamic of the game. I I was never somebody who was feeling that you had to be able to move and shoot in Resident Evil 5. I think in the single player it feels stupid, but in the mercenaries it adds to the tension that you cannot move and shoot at the same time. And especially because of the viewpoint, you're not sure how close somebody is to grabbing you from behind. So I actually quite like the fact that you weren't able to run and shoot at the same time. But then again, I think the next evolution in the way that the characters control in Resident Evil 5 is probably going to be allowing them to move and shoot at the same time. It does feel quite stupid that your characters can do cartwheels on zombies and break their necks and are very athletic during their melee attacks, yet they can't seem to put one foot in front of the other whilst aiming a gun. That could be quite cool. Running around and shooting wouldn't necessarily be a compensation for standing still because obviously your aim is going to go out the window whilst you're moving and you're not going to be able to pinpoint body parts. So if Capcom get the balance right, I think that could be quite cool. We'll have to see. I guess they're using the mercenaries on 3DS as a testing ground. If the system works and the fans like it, then it could appear in Resident Evil 6. So who knows. That about wraps up me and my gaming not much over the past six months but i plan to make up for it over christmas now play on random j radio radio suit woman just a friend of mine
And therein concludes the random ramble of Jay number 23. What is there for me to say at this point? Um, Thank you very much for listening, making it this far through the podcast. Whether you are an old or a new listener, I appreciate it all the same. So thank you for taking the time to check out this podcast. You can subscribe to this if you like what you heard through iTunes or any podcast catcher or feeder. Various links and information on how you can subscribe can be found at my podcasting blog, which is the random rambles of j.blogspot.com and if i don't manage to sneak out another podcast before christmas then i will wish you a very very merry christmas now i hope you get all that you wish for as long as what you wish for isn't world domination or genocide and I wish you an amazing 2011, a very, very, very happy new year. So um, thank you again for listening to the Random Rambles of Jay. And I will catch you soon. And I actually mean it this time. So take care, each and every one of you. Ah, Merry Christmas and a very, very happy new year. See ya. (laughs) 